Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, Saltier is going to join us next, and uh, we'll find out who's in his house. We've been sneaking in. What have you been up to? Allegedly. 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 Somebody sneaking out a window running across the street again? Allegedly. Happy Fred. Well, that's next. Kansas City, here, here I come. Yeah, this don't tell. Fred right here. Don't tell Tom Brenneman that. Kansas City, here I come. Why would you go there, Fred? That's the first thing you think of? I just kept I just, I just kept going at him. I didn't, even, I didn't even give, acknowledge that. That's protocol. Uh, listen yeah. to Petros and Money for details on how you can win the next experience even money can't buy. Experience number four gives you the chance to ask Hall of Fame broadcaster and legend Vin Scully, who I talked to yesterday, as a matter of fact, a question during the pregame show with Tim Cates. Thanks to your Mercedes-Benz dealers of Southern California, the all-new 2021 GLA SUV. Adam Oslin, host of Clipper Countdown, halftime show, postgame show, the Salty A, joins us in the studio. We'll start with the Lakers, though. And uh, have you heard the story, the alleged story about Eddie House? Yeah, House Party Five's going on. Yeah, House Party Five. <laughs> uh, what do you think the league does if, in fact, that happened? He may get kicked out. But by the time that needs to happen anyways, they they'll could be, be bounced from the series with the Lakers. Yeah, they'll be gone. So it may not become a huge issue, or, or they just may make an example out of him to make sure something like this doesn't happen again. And this is serious. We joke about it, but the bubble has been so good. You don't want yeah. to penetrate the bubble by someone else penetrating. Oh, but you know what I mean there. <laughs> <laughs> but, but she was a safety worker administrating the test, Adam. So she was technically inside the bubble already, and maybe he thought that, She's. She was a safe one. Well, if anyone is safe, you would think it would be her. But they're right. not supposed to have housekeeping in their rooms, I believe. Maybe she was swabbing them. <laughs> a late night swab. A deep nasal swab. Yeah, maybe that's what she was. What was going on there? <laughs> he needed a retest. They're that's investigating right. it. It's all alleged right now. There are multiple reports from Shams that say maybe he's off the hook. Maybe it had nothing to do with him or Tyson Chandler, and somebody else was involved. Who knows? Maybe it comes out it was James Harden or Russell Westbrook. We don't know where this story could lead to. But Daniel House was actually really good in that first round. He was a plus 27 for them on the court in that right. seven-game series. He they little, needed him. He had a little bounce in his step, didn't he? Yeah, the bounce house. That's it? <laughs> the bounce house. Wow. So uh, I, I say that uh, the Lakers are going to beat the Ants again tonight. Um, you take a lot of joy in seeing the Houston Rockets lose, Fred. I can sense that with you. Yeah, he does. You've been hating on them all season long. I wish you were on the day after the Lakers lost game one. You would have had to wear it. No, I wouldn't have had to wear it. I would have called it the way it was. (laughs) Off off night. Oh, yeah, yeah, off night. Look, the, the Lakers and the Clippers, Adam, do the exact same thing. And honestly, I think if you're a fan, you shouldn't like it. Every time in these series, they need a wake-up call. They get the wake-up call, then they just pound you into submission. 
All right, so the Clippers got theirs against Denver. Boom. Well, that was the end of that. Now everything's fine. Lakers got theirs in that game against Houston. Boom. That was the end of that. Now everything's fine. The, now, here's the thing to think about, Rodney. So now Fred, the, the games are competitive to a certain yeah, point. I they, mean, they're, yeah. they're not blowing them out from start yeah. to finish. That Rockets-Lakers game three was tied going into the fourth quarter. What the hell are yeah. you talking no, about? No, here's what I'm talking about. The Lakers were going to win the game. You knew they were going to win the game. <laughs> you did. Don't wait. So let me ask you guys this. You knew Rajon Rondo was yeah. going to score or assist on 23 oh. of their 29 points in the fourth quarter. And you knew that, Fred? And you know what? You didn't. Because I did. <laughs> You've been preaching playoff Rondo all year. I forgot. Now, let me ask you this. Okay, yeah. you tell me this. He, he put Rondo in the same category as he did Carmelo. And, you know, he's like, oh, you know, he's the same guy. He can't win with Rondo. And Rondo's doesn't need to be in there. I mean, Fred that- was not a fan of Rondo until, like you said, he had the game he had last night. Backtrack Rogan. Life- Reeling Rogan. Yeah. Listen, life is fluid. Now, here's the question. <laughs> So when the Lakers and Clippers meet in the next round, are we all in agreement that's going to happen now? Or are you going to sit here and say the Ants are going to beat the Lakers or the Nuggets are somehow going to beat the Clippers? I'm sticking with the prediction from day one of this season before it started. Of course, it was always going to be Lakers-Clippers. Okay, good. That being said, who's going to get the wake-up call in that series? Who's going to get that wake-up call and when? Or are they going to both come out firing on all cylinders? I think all this experience has led to this point. I picked both of them to win in five in these second-round matchups. Even though Denver Nuggets, tough team, they came back down 3-1. They're down 3-1 again. The Houston Rockets had to go seven games. They uh, battled through adversity. I still felt like the Lakers and the Clippers could see each other eye-to-eye now and say, okay, we're going to meet you there, and we're going to get there as fast as possible to the Western Conference Finals. So we're not laboring going into that series. That collision course that we've talked about all season long, these two teams have been on a track. So even though, yes, they lost a game, one game in a series and a second-round series against two good teams, if they end up closing out this series in five games, both Lakers and Clippers, that's pretty successful. That, that shows that they had some sense of urgency because they know what's coming next in the Western Conference Finals. Hey, uh, first of all, Fred, no, no, no one, no team, no person, no player comes out and say, I'm going to go, Hey, let's, let's start off on two cylinders today instead of eight, you know, let's just, let's just not hit on all cylinders for the first half. No one goes into any game saying that. So to say, are they going to come out with all hitting on all? No one knows until the game starts to the, to the shots start going in. And, and then, you know, okay, it, this is how it's going. No one knows that or plans that going in Let's start with that. And the adjustments one, were made. The Houston Rockets came out and punched the Lakers in the mouth that first game because of their speed, because of their tempo, because of all those little Ant-Men working together. They're feisty defensively. They were the best team defensively heading into this series in the bubble against the Los Angeles Lakers. So they had to adjust. They had to figure things out. And I do think there's an element, though, to LeBron James where he feels things out in a series. And last game, you saw him come out 29 points in the first half. Most points he scored in a playoff game in a half going back to 2012 in that game six against the Boston Celtics. He played like their back was already against the wall. Like he sensed this Houston team is dangerous. I need to apply myself a little bit more early on because we can't get down big in this game. And I think they were only down one at the half. And yeah, then- and you think about LeBron, you know, it's when he's 
hitting outside shot and three pointers. You know, when he lets it go, you're like, oh, LeBron, don't shoot that. Go to the go to the basket. And then he makes it. When he makes them, then it's like, okay, now he's gonna have everything going now. When he hits his outside, because you know he can go and score at the basket whenever he wants to. But when he's hitting his outside shot, it feels like it gives him an extra like. I got it. I got it going tonight. I'm good tonight. I'm good tonight. And it may be, you know, he can score 30 in multiple different ways, but when he's scoring them and he's also hitting threes, it, I think it just makes him feel better. But Adam, I want to ask you about, you know, what we talked about both these teams all season long and the difference and, and the way the Lakers bought into Frank Vogel playing defense, what you've seen. Um, and I talked about this with Fred is that you saw, Against Utah, Jamal Murray just go 50, 50, 40, 50. You know what I mean? He was just going off, going off. Um, Joker had his. But when the Clippers decided, okay, we're going to shut him down. We're going to shut him down. And and, and they shut him down defensively because they got a great mindset defensively. And then the Lakers, same way. Okay, we're going to adjust. We're going to play James Harden. We're going to keep the ball out of his hand. We're going to make him give up the ball. And they doubled Harden in the second half, and he was not as effective. Defensively, both of these teams imposed their will more so than offensively to me. Yeah, I'd say that's the case. I thought the Lakers in Game 3 might have played their best defensive game, at least in the second half when they only gave up 38 points. And I said last night on Clippers Talk, after holding the Denver Nuggets to just 85 points, this was their most complete defensive performance all season long. And you almost get the sense that both of these teams, because they know it's coming in the Western Conference Finals, they're already battling now. Anything you can do, I can do better. Okay, LeBron James goes off last game. Kawhi Leonard goes off for the Clippers last night with 30-10 and almost had his second triple-double ever in his career with nine assists. Would have been his first in a playoff game. And those two also look to be battling still for best player in the game. And I've told you guys this before. But when these two teams face each other, as we anticipate in the Western Conference Finals, this is going to be the closest we get to seeing LeBron versus MJ. That's what this series could be about. It's bigger than just even those two players' legacies. If Kawhi beats Michael Jordan, I think to some people, the new age, the analytics-driven basketball people, they say, well, Michael Jordan's game would translate very well to this era, too even with all the three-point shooting, because what Kawhi Leonard does best works best in the playoffs, and that's hitting mid, mid-range shots. Yeah. And he's so good in that area. Of course, Michael Jordan was. I always compare him to 96 MJ. But this is it. You're going to hear this all over the place, I guarantee it, but you heard it here first. That series will be about LeBron also chasing Michael Jordan's ghost by playing Kawhi Leonard, who's the closest player we have to MJ in today's game. Right now, Right now, as we start the next series, in acknowledging how good Kawhi has been. I mean, he has just been terrific. 30, 10, and 6 in 10 playoff games, over 50% shooting so far. I don't know if you would agree with this, though. If I had to take, I can look at both rosters, and I'm going to make my team, and they're going to play against each other. I think given the way LeBron is playing right now, if he continues this, I think I'd take LeBron over Kawhi if I was starting the team in the playoffs right now? Well, the good news is we may not have to wait to find out that question, Fred. It could be coming very soon to see who the best player in the world is. LeBron's 35, and all season long, people have been giving him extra credit just based off the fact that he's still this good at that age, and that was part of the MVP discussion. To me, take that out of it. 
Just look at him as a player. Look at both guys and how they're playing right now. Kawhi's only 29 years of age and is still getting better. He's still advancing his game. This season, he's become a much better playmaker. And he's still refining that mid-range. And he's still becoming a better scorer in this league. When he came into it with the San Antonio Spurs, he was a defensive specialist. Back when he was guarding LeBron in the 2013 NBA Finals. But he puts in the work. Uh, Doc Rivers said earlier today he's so surgical with the way he goes about preparing for games. He's not robotic. He's surgical. He made sure to emphasize that. And he knows what it takes for him to get to that A-plus level that he needs to be at to perform at his best. But we're going to find out who's the best player in the game, I believe, in this next round. Because after what happened last season, there was a lot of recency bias where Kawhi was the finals MVP with Toronto and everybody was just admitting, okay, LeBron didn't even make the playoffs even though he missed 20-something games from injury. Now Kawhi is the best player in the game. I even said then, hold up now. Let's not forget about LeBron James just because of this season. Now I think the way Kawhi has played throughout this year kind of confirmed that because he got even better and what he's done so far in the playoffs confirms that. But you're right. If LeBron James can play at the level we saw in Game 3 throughout a seven-game series, it's going to be a battle, not just between the two teams, but for who is the best player in the game today. Let me just say this before we let you go. Uh, So I looked at the numbers from last night, and, and we talk about Rodney and I hit this earlier. You know, it's, wow, when you think about how long the Clippers have been around, or the franchise, the the Buffalo Braves prior to that. 50 years. Yep, they've never been to the Western Conference Finals, ever. I know. And it, it's right there. And the last time they were up 3-1, it was against the Houston Rockets yeah. in 2015. They let them come back and win that series. Exactly. Here's the thing. And the Clippers have, and since Steve Ballmer bought the team, they have done everything they can to increase their footprint in the market. And it's tough. It's very difficult to knock off Goliath, the Lakers. But I'll say this. I look at the TV numbers all the time, and this is the first time I can remember this. So the Clippers did half the rating of the Laker game. Half. And you sit and you go, well, look, they only did half the number. Do you know what an increase that is for the Clippers? Mm. Do you have any idea? What, doing half? Doing half. Is an enormous leap for the Clippers. I'll take your word for it, ratings, Rogan. Yeah, because, you know, I study this stuff all the time. And and when I looked at it, I checked it this morning. I thought to myself, "It's it. this is a long road and a long battle, and a battle they may never win. But I'll tell you one thing. People are starting to notice them. You mentioned Goliath with the Lakers and having to slay Goliath. It's not just that... The Lakers have been the better team in town. They've been one of the most historic franchises in all of sports. Right. So you're asking so much. But you can also say because the Clippers have been in Los Angeles and were mismanaged, didn't have the right owner, and they're in a huge market, they were always a sleeping giant. And now they have Steve Ballmer, they have the front office, they have the head coach, and they have the roster, and they are making a dent against the Los Angeles Lakers in L- L.A. Rogan and Rodney. AM 570. L.A. Sports. L.A. Sports. Well, Adam, you know what? You be spitting truth today. <laughs> well, once Adam, I started... get up and walk out. Walk out right now, Adam. Just walk out. Was the F you Fred part, was that also part of me spitting truth? No, that wasn't. Oh, okay. That wasn't. All right, Petros and Money are getting ready to go. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.